as we kick off today, there's just this central idea that I want us to understand, and it's this, your very first fill-in, that you are not responsible for your kids, but you are responsible to your kids. You're not responsible for your kids, you're responsible to your kids. Uh, In other words, you are not responsible for every decision your kids make, for every attitude they have, for every second of their behavior, Right? They have their own free will and choices to make. However, all of us as parents are very much responsible to our kids for guiding them and influencing them. And one of the main jobs is to create boundaries for them to live in and learn in. And I said this last week that, you know, my wife and I, we spent a dozen years in youth ministry, and so we were around teenagers a lot. We saw families in that dynamic. We have four of our own kids ranging in age from four and a half to 13, and so like we're in the trenches with you. We're in the thick of it. And, and I said last week, because I think it's important for me to say that if I had done a series like this 15 years ago, I would have said, here are the 15 things you must do as a parent in order to succeed. And now, like for this series, I'm like, hey, after being in the trenches a while, I'm just going to throw out a few suggestions. And if anything works, great. If not, that's okay. You know, so we'll just kind of go through it together because we're still learning as we go. But one thing that we've learned is, a, is just surrounding this whole job and this idea of creating boundaries for our kids and how important this is. Uh, Proverbs 4.23, maybe you've heard this verse before. It says this, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. And so in light of this message series, I've changed the verse to read this way. Above all else, guard their heart for everything they do flows from it. Can we read that together? Let's do it. Above all else, guard their heart for everything they do flows from it. See, as parents, we have to teach them how to guard their hearts because they don't know how to do that yet. And truth be told, If it was up to my kids, they would eat nothing but junk. They would never brush their teeth. They would tear the house apart and only sleep upon collapsing, right? If we just kind of let them and said, hey, there's no rules. You just do anything you want. um, That's what would end up happening. And it can't just be a free-for-all because our kids don't know what's best for them at this stage in their life. And so we have to help put boundaries in their life because they don't have the ability to understand that watching TV all day or spending five hours on their phone while eating Twinkies might make them miserable later on, right? So they just don't even have the comprehension for that. Uh, Proverbs 6, 20 through 22 says this, My son, keep your father's commands and do not forsake your mother's teaching. And then it gives us some interesting insight into part of what a parent's job is. For when you walk, they will, what's that word? Guide you. When you sleep, they will, what's that? Watch over you. And when you awake, they will speak to you. Right? So this isn't about stalking our kids. This isn't about being helicopter parents or anything like that. It really is about giving them boundaries to guide, to watch over, to speak to their hearts. Right? It's what we do as parents. We guide, we watch over, we speak to their hearts. Because believe it or not, when children are given too few boundaries in the home, a really strange thing happens. They choose what they want to do, when they want to do it, and then they get extremely frustrated because they find themselves unhappy. 
And as parents, sometimes we throw up our hands. We say, well, I don't understand why they're frustrated. I don't understand why they're unhappy. We're giving them everything that they want. And so your next feeling, boundaries are important because kids don't always want what they say they want. And every parent is kind of nodding, right? Uh, Boundaries are important because kids don't always want what they say they want. My four-year-old has never said to us, I want a regular uh, dinner with the family and a routine around bedtime. He's never communicated that to us, yet we know through experience that he needs that. Uh, My teenager has never said to us, hey, I'd like you to ask about my emotions and about my friendships, and I'd like, you know, for you to protect me from the ills of social media and all of those kind of things. Never said it, but from experience, we know that he needs that kind of connection, that kind of attention. And sometimes as parents, when we talk about boundaries, come on, let's be honest, sometimes as parents, it feels easier to just give in or give up. Because oftentimes when we're talking about boundaries, it seems like there's, there, there can be conflict and it's tough and you're just, you know, you're, putting, you're holding the line, you're holding the line, you're holding the line. And after a while, it just gets exhausting, it gets tiring. And so out of fatigue or maybe frustration, it feels easy to give up or give in to what they want. But I want to give you hope today and encourage you to not lose sight of the importance of boundaries because there is a payoff in the end, there will be a payoff. And so your next villain, boundaries today will create healthy decision-making tomorrow. Boundaries today will create healthy decision-making tomorrow. You see, our goal as parents is not just to protect. Right? I think we know this. Sometimes we need to be reminded. It's not just to protect, but it's actually to prepare our kids. That's part of our goal as parents, to prepare them for real life. Because whether we like it or not, real life will hit them. And based on their preparation, we'll oftentimes determine if they sink or swim. And so we're not just here to protect them, we're here to help prepare them. Um, It's oftentimes, you know, when we're talking about boundaries, I like to think of it really as being a gatekeeper, right? Our role as parents. Um, This idea of uh, gates. Uh, if you've ever flown on an airplane, right, you need a ticket to get on the plane, don't you? Uh, the person that is taking those tickets, they would be the gatekeeper. Uh, they're there to make sure that nobody gets on the plane that isn't supposed to be on the plane. Uh, they're there to make sure that nobody that intends harm for the passengers on the plane gets on the plane. They act as a gatekeeper. Uh, if you've ever been to a hotel, you've had to go to the front desk. They act as a gatekeeper for the hotel, you know, to secure your room, right, to make sure the right people are there, the wrong people aren't. Same thing like at a border crossing, right? There's a gate and there's a gatekeeper and people are there to make sure you have the right papers or the right passports or whatever it might be. If you went to a military base, right? You've seen this on the news where they have, you know, guards at the front and and gates lowered and you can't get in unless you have the right credentials. Those people are the gatekeepers for the area of their responsibility. And the Bible actually says a lot about gates and doors. In fact, it mentions it over 300 times in the Bible. Uh, Gates and walls were built for protection of the city. And when the gates and the walls were torn down, it gave access for the enemy to get in. Uh, Do you remember the story of the Trojan horse? Remember that story, right? We learned about that in school. It was innocent looking enough. It was sparkling. It was a sight to behold. And so they thought, for sure, we're going to open up the gates and we're going to let this giant horse in. And they were fooled to believing it would end up okay 
But we all know how it ended, right? Because they weren't vigilant in protection, it became their ruin. So why is this important for us to remember? As we're talking about boundaries, as we're talking about being a gatekeeper, because of this, 1 Peter 5.8, it says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And when you think about that verse in light of parenting and in light of your kids, right, it causes you to have this sober attitude to realize that there is a spiritual battle also taking place for the lives of our kids. How important it is for us to be vigilant, to be sober, to be aware of what's happening because the enemy does not want spiritual, emotional, relational, and physical health for our kids. And he will try all sorts of ways to attack our kids. And that is why we must remember, your next villain, that we are the gatekeepers of our kids' life. We are the gatekeeper. Mom and dad, you are the gatekeeper of your home. You're the gatekeeper of their life. So, so important. You get to decide what comes in and what doesn't come in. You get to decide what they're allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do. You get to help guide what influences them and what doesn't influence them. We are the gatekeepers. And so in light of that, your next fill-in, we get to set the boundaries around them that will prepare them for the future. We get to set the boundaries around them that will prepare them for the future. Right? And what's our aim in all of this? Our aim is that, hey, if we can be really strict when they're young, and then out of relationship, we slowly release some of these boundaries in conjunction with their independence, right? That's our aim. Our aim is not to be as strict when they're three as when they're 13, or when, you know, when they're four, when they're 18, getting ready to leave the house. We want to slowly release them and release them into independence. Why? So that they feel prepared to take on life and to make choices for themselves that are going to better their own future. So from the time they're born to the time that they leave their house, right, you're going to have boundaries in place and what happens when boundaries are broken. There, there's this great C word that our kids love. It's called consequences. They just love that word, right? There's consequences when kids break boundaries. Um, I remember when I was 16 years old and I had saved up $3,000 and I bought from my brother this uh, cherry red 5.0 V8 Ford Mustang. It was a sweet, sweet looking car. No kid should have that much power in a car when they're 16 years old, right? And I was so excited to have this. I was in 10th grade. I was so excited to drive my friends around. And I, I remember my parents saying, hey, we're going to obey the speed limits. We're going to obey the laws. And if not, there's going to be consequences, right? They spelled it out for me. And on the very first day, I got my physical license in the mail. I was so proud of it. It had my picture on it. It had my name, everything. This meant I could legally drive. I showed it to all my friends that morning. And when we were leaving school that day, there was a long line because coming out of Armstrong High School, there was a big stop sign and everyone had to wait. And I thought to myself, it will be a lot faster if I can cruise through the neighborhood, just cut through the neighborhoods, 
in my sweet Mustang. And plus, my friends will be really impressed. And so I did that. I jetted through the neighborhood, you know, in the speed limit. I don't know, it was probably 30. And I was probably going 45, you know, bending around some corners, you know, giving it some gas. Until I came around this one corner in the neighborhood, and there was a police officer sitting with the radar gun out almost as if he knew there were dumb teenagers like me leaving the high school, driving through that neighborhood. Uh, he pulled me right over. Do you have your license? Actually, I do. Just got it in the mail, in fact. Let me hand that to you. And there and then, I got a speeding ticket, went home, had to talk to mom and dad about that. And I got grounded for two weeks from my car and had to get back on the bus for two weeks. You want to talk about embarrassing? You want to talk about a big consequence, right? When all your friends are like, hey, why aren't you driving that sweet Mustang, right? Ah, low tire pressure, something like that, right? I, two weeks, it should be fixed. I don't know, whatever. Right? Lesson learned for me. Um, and I think this is true of our kids, your next villain here, that a fact of life that we need to teach our kids is that our choices have consequences, Our choices have consequences. Every single choice you make, for good or bad, has a consequence. Good consequences, bad consequences. And one of the greatest things, as we're talking about boundaries and consequences, one of the greatest things a child can learn early on and carry into adulthood is the ability to accept responsibility for their own actions. Because when our kids leave home, come on, we know this. When our kids leave home, the consequences of their actions And the authority to whom they will report to goes up big time, doesn't it? No longer is it parents and neighbors and school teachers. They'll start dealing with authority in college professors, bosses, and police officers. Right? It just goes way up. The consequences get much bigger. And I know as parents, sometimes we're tempted to say, Ah, Ryan, it just takes so much time and effort And I'm just tired of trying. I'm tired of holding the line. I'm tired of setting up boundaries. And I'm tired of dishing out consequences. I'm tired of that. I just, oh, I just want, it's so much easier if I can just be their friend. Right? And our job is not as parents just to be their friend. Our Our job as parents is to prepare them, to protect them, all of those things. And if you are feeling exhausted in this moment and you feel like giving up, let me give you this word of advice. And it's right up here on the screen. And it's this truth And it says this, it's easier to build a fence at the top of the hill than drive the ambulance at the bottom. It's easier to build a fence at the top of the hill than drive the ambulance at the bottom. And through many, many years of youth pastoring, I've seen a lot of parents drive the ambulance at the bottom of the hill from one, and they just chase their kid from one crisis to the next because of the lack of due diligence to set boundaries and hold the consequences and all of those things. And I know it's not easy, but Proverbs 13, 24 says, those who love their children care enough to discipline them. Those who love their children care enough to discipline them. And it's not easy, but it's so important. And so what discipline looks like is up to you, and I have a thought surrounding it that I'll share, but remember that discipline is not meant to break a child. Discipline is meant to correct, to guide, right, to prepare, to help them go another way. That is what discipline is meant to be. And so what, for Tara and I, what we have found, and man, we are so learning all this still, but uh, we found this, your next film, that discipline works best 
when centered on systems and pressure points. Discipline works best when it's centered on systems and pressure points. So for our kids, certain pressure points are there. Certainly any devices, right? When there's been a phone or like a Kindle and they get those taken away, it's certainly a pressure point. Taking away the Xbox or the video game system, that was certainly a pressure point. Um, Having to do extra chores, nice pressure point. Uh, Not being able to hang out with their friends, good pressure point. And you know what those are for your kids. Um, You know, for our four-and-a-half-year-old right now, you know, Paxton, we're trying to teach him to not say the S word in our house. And uh, so he likes to say to his siblings, he says, you is stupid, you is stupid. And we say, well, we don't say the S word. Actually, it would be you are stupid, but that's beside the point. And so let me take you, and you're going to have a five-minute timeout in the chair for saying the S word because we don't say stupid. And I mean, a five-minute timeout for the four-and-a-half-year-old, I mean, it's devastating, right? I mean, he's sobbing, you know, whatever, whatever. If I said to my 13-year-old, hey, you get a five-minute timeout for that, he'd be like, Sweet, you know, right? So different pressure points, right? Depending on age, uh, different discipline for different ages. Um, So they all require that. Depends on where your kids are at. And so when I talk about system of of discipline, I'm really the explanation is this, your next phone. To make boundaries and consequences clear and understood ahead of time to help avoid conflict. To make boundaries and consequences clear and understood ahead of time to help avoid conflict. Um, write them out if you have to, but make it clear that A plus B equals C, right? You get to determine the A and the B, but guess what? We're determining the C. You get to determine what choices you're going to make, but just so you know that if you make those choices, here's what's going to happen. Here are the consequences, and you talk about those expectations. You set up that system, and it really helps avoid conflict if you can do that. Uh, When our son, when he got into sixth grade is when we gave him a phone, and so we had a contract for him to sign, and so we just went through expectations for the phone, Uh, you know, that... Number one, it belongs to mom and dad. It doesn't belong to you. This is a right, not, you know, this is a privilege, not a right. Some of those things. And here's some of our expectations. Here's time frame. Here's, you know, all of those things. Um, understanding ahead of time. And if you don't follow this, here's what's going to happen. So, um, you know, so for your kids, set up the systems. Uh, make consequences clear and understood. Find those pressure points and utilize those. And I know for every single one of us, we want to protect our kids And so sometimes we wrestle with the balance of protecting them from life's dangers while at the same time exposing them to life's lessons, which require wisdom. But here's what I know is true, that consequences are a great source of education. Let me say that again. Consequences are a great source of education. I mean, think back to some of the consequences you had in life, right? And if those consequences are appropriate, they help you learn. Sometimes they hurt. Sometimes they make you embarrassed. But appropriate consequences make us better people. And so I would say as best you can as parents, let those consequences happen at school. If they get in trouble, let them deal with the consequences of it. Don't go in and rescue them, right? If they get in trouble at work, if they get in trouble at preschool, if they get in trouble with the authorities, let the consequences be felt. Because if we rescue them as parents and they don't feel the weight of those consequences until much later in life, unfortunately, the consequences will be much bigger, right? So how do we do that? Understanding that consequence is a great source of education. 
And I've seen families be way too loose, you know, way too tight on this, but this balance of boundaries and freedom is so important. Um, there is this plaque that my parents had hanging in our house, and it looked similar to this one. And it just said this, Joshua 24, 15, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And it hung in our house, and it was a declaration that my parents were making, that when it comes to our household, that we're going to serve God. That the boundaries we set, the values in our home are going to reflect this verse right here. As for me and my house, it may not be for everybody else, but for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. It's a statement of leadership in your home, right? To help explain, I think we can help explain to our kids that one of our goals as parents is to do our very best to honor God in the things that happen in our home. To make this declaration as a parent that he will be Lord over what we talk about, what we listen to, what we watch. And I'll be first to admit, this is not easy because it fights against our culture. It's hard to explain to your kids, and we've had this talk many times with our kids. It is hard to explain why that is okay for their family, but it's not okay for our family. It might be okay for them and their value system, but it's not okay for our family and our value system. And when they're nine and they're 10 and they're 11 and 12 and 13, you know, and they're teenagers, it's just hard Right? It, doesn't, it seems like life isn't fair. And that's when we all say, well, life isn't fair. Get used to it, right? I mean, we, we all say that, right? Um, but it's not easy to do. But 1 Corinthians 10.23, I think Paul wrote this, um, and I think it adapts to this. He said this, I, I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. And it's true in you know, the value system that you're setting in your home and the boundaries that you're setting. That, yeah, you might have the right to do that. You might have the right to listen to that. You might have the right to watch that. But is it beneficial? And is it constructive? Is it going to help you? To help them understand that our families have different standards than others. It's a hard one, but we are the gatekeepers. And as gatekeepers, sometimes it's hard work. And as parents, we're in very difficult situations of needing to set limits in kids' space while at the same time respecting their freedom within those limits. And it can be a tricky, tricky thing. And so as we get ready to wrap up today, I just want to give you some super practical boundaries. And if it helps you, great. If it doesn't, that's okay. And you might not even agree, and you might have a different idea, and that's totally fine as well. Um, but I just wanted to jot down just some uh, boundaries that we've kind of found that have been helpful um, and you might want to add more to this list, and I'm, there certainly are more. But I would say here's probably some core boundaries to consider as parents, um, obviously depending on age of your kids. Um, and the first one is this, and it's on your notes here, but uh, daily or weekly chores, right? This is such a great boundary to set for them to say, hey, you can't do that until some chores are done. Um, this instills a value of responsibility. And a lot of times our kids fight us on chores, right? It is not fun to pass out chores or have the chore chart or anything like that. It's just not great. Um, but again, we apply pressure points, right? We create those systems to help do our best. And so I think, you know, daily or weekly chores is important because we can't make the mistake of teaching our kids that everything in life gets handed to them. Teaching them as a core responsibility when they're young is so important. Um, next practical boundary to consider would be to put limits on TV, movies, and video games, Ask yourself these questions as parents. Remember, you're the gatekeeper. Is it God-honoring? Right? Is the Jesus inside of us comfortable with this? Um, how much time is spent? What is it feeding? 
right? What you feed grows, what you starve dies. And so what are the things that we're allowing our kids to feed on when it comes to TV and movies and video games? And so I would say set password for TV ratings. And I know it's annoying. All of our TVs in our house, they've got a, a, a password that only Tara and I know. And so anything TV 14 and above has a passcode and our kids don't even have access to. And so it just, again, it helps us create those boundaries to limit what they're being influenced by. I'll limit movie ratings, um, uh, video game ratings. All of those things are so important. We've tried to monitor those closely. Something I didn't uh, write down but has been super helpful for us, and you might want to jot this down, it's a website, and it's just called PluggedIn.com. PluggedIn.com. It's a website by Focus on the Family, and it is a group of individuals that have already gone on for parents that have reviewed all the movies, all the TV shows, all the video games. And so when my kids come to me and they say, hey, can we go see a movie? I'll say, hold on, and I get on to PluggedIn.com, and it will show you on there, right, gives you the good content, some of the bad content. It will even break it down by violence, sexuality, uh, language. And then you can decide as a parent, okay, you know, I feel like that would be acceptable for us, and it's really been a helpful tool. So PluggedIn.com. But I would encourage you, um, you know, every single TV nowadays, these smart TVs, they all have parental controls. Use those to your advantage to, again, help set boundaries for your kids. Um, Next, give them a consistent bedtime or curfew. And this routine helps them with a sense of security, right? Routines around bedtimes. You know, here's bedtime during the week. Here's bedtime on the weekend, um, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Next, set controls and limits and have full access to their cell phones and computers. Um, I just, these next two are really together. Um, And last week when we talked about building relationships, we said you can't die on every hill, so pick your battles wisely. This is a hill worth dying on. As a parent, in my estimation, in all my years pastoring teenagers, having our own kids, this is a hill worth dying on. Uh, We've got to teach them that phones and computers are privileges, not rights. What apps will you allow? Beware of social media app, depending on age. Be informed as a gatekeeper, right? Be informed as a gatekeeper. What are those apps really about? What is it feeding? How is it influencing, et cetera, et cetera? Parental controls available. And as our kids have gotten into kind of the phone world and device world, this has been a source of contention for us and our kids. And we've just held the line and we've said, sorry, you're not getting that app. Sorry, you're not doing that. Sorry, you don't have access to this. And it has been a point of contention. Why? Because all of their friends do, right? None of their parents, you know, yada, yada, yada. We hear it all. And so this is a point of contention. A couple uh, things that have helped us. If you go to custodio.com, an incredible app for phones, um, it helps you monitor everything on their phone, set limits for everything. Uh, I think it's 50 bucks a month for as many devices in your home. I'm sorry, $50 a year for, for all the devices in your home, $50 a year. Great price to pay for that. Custodio.com is a great app. And then also Covenant Eyes would be another great app for the internet if you're worried about that. So just be informed. Next on this list of boundaries, I would say no computer or TV in their bedrooms. Uh, this, is, this is a big one, and it kind of goes in conjunction with the other one. And really what we're dealing with here as parents is private viewing versus public viewing. Private viewing versus public viewing, so important, because the Internet is a wonderful and dangerous thing. Television is a wonderful and dangerous thing. Exposure to sexual things, pornography, information they're not ready for, people who intend to harm your child, Protect, protect, protect. I mean, this is so important. Uh, we have a family computer. It sits in our office where everyone can see it even when you're sitting in the living room. Um, you know, we've gone ahead, even on, you know, Apple, they've got, you know, where you can set parental controls, HPs, set parental controls for different things. Um, 
And I'm just telling you, so, so important, especially in their bedroom. For our kids, devices are not allowed in their room. Phones are not allowed in their room. They can't charge their phone in their room at night. It's got to be in the hallway. got to be downstairs somewhere else. Why, again, public and private viewing, so, so important, especially as they begin to enter, you know, these teenage years, so, so important that we're helping protect them. And again, going back to that first verse that we started with, guarding their heart because everything they do flows from it. Everything they do flows from it. Uh, Next boundary would be how they talk and treat others. And again, with this, you get what you expect. If you expect little, you'll get little. If you expect much, you get much. But again, there can be consequences and pressure points around this, how we treat one another, how you treat authority, on and on and on. Next thing, last thing on here, I would say promote the right friendships. It's a huge boundary, huge fence. Promote the right friendships. As the saying goes, show me their friends and I'll show you their future. Their friendships are so important. And to that, I would say, just help them steer them towards the right friends. And if you ask how, I would just say, make it really easy for them to hang out with the right friends and make it really hard and difficult for them to hang out with the wrong ones. Uh, Go out of your way for the right friends. Be the host family, right? Grab the pizza and the bad snacks and you be the influencer. You help do that for your kids. Uh, Make it difficult for them to hang out with the wrong ones. Look for those negative influences. Let it be a teaching moment. We talk about those. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. And so I hope a few of these things uh, just help you as core boundaries. I think are so, so important as your kids are getting older. Um, But none of it is easy. None of it is easy. But I promise you it's worth the fight. Stay engaged. And so I would just say this as we close, that there is one rule when it comes to being a gatekeeper. One final rule for you. And it's your last fill-in. That rules without relationship leads to rebellion. Rules, boundaries, being a gatekeeper. Rules without relationship leads to rebellion. Remember what we said last week? I don't care how much you know until I know how much you care. Everything rises and falls on what we talked about last week in building intentional relationships. So if you missed it, I would encourage you to get online and go back and watch that. Um, so, so important. Um, Because we have to have the relational currency to let them see our hearts when we're making choices to protect them. And that relational currency goes a long way. They may not agree with us. They may not like it. But because of relational currency, it allows us to move forward together. Uh, I'll close with this story. Uh, Many years ago uh, in youth group, we did a, a night on just respecting parents. And, you know, when parents are trying to set boundaries in your life and, you know, they've set up rules for you, try to protect them or try to honor them through that. It's because they love you. It's because they want to protect you, et cetera, et cetera. And at the end of every service, we always had a prayer time. And there was one young man, he was sitting alone and he was just sobbing his eyes out um, down front. And so I went over and sat by him and I just said, man, what is going on? And he said, and he could barely kind of talk. He was crying so hard. And he just says, my parents don't care about me at all. My parents don't care about me. And I said, come on, man, that's ridiculous. Your parents love you. They care about you. I'm sure they do. And he said, no. And I said, why would you even say such a thing? As he said, because I realized tonight that my parents have zero boundaries for me. They let me do anything I want. They don't care what I do. And he said, I realized in this moment that maybe it means they just don't care about me. And for every single kid, whether they'll ever tell you that or not, they crave boundaries they crave systems. They crave those things that parents can carve out them because they know underneath it all, it, what it communicates is I care about you, I love you, 
and I love you too much to let these things in. And God has placed me as the gatekeeper of your life. For the short time that we have with you, God has placed us as the gatekeepers and we want to do everything we can to help shape, protect, and prepare you for your future. And so, would you mind just praying with me as we close today? Heavenly Father, God, we know what an incredible task lies in front of us when it comes to the preparation of our kids, to protecting them for the future, all while holding on to relationship and building relationship. And so, God, we're just asking for your wisdom that everything we've talked about today would be broken up into everybody's hearts in the right way, depending on where their kids are at, stage of life, even for grandparents as they influence their kids and grandkids. I pray that you'd help us by your Holy Spirit to get some of these things right. And we pray that you would help us fill in the gaps for the places where we miss. We thank you that you love them more than we ever could, that you care for them more than we ever could. We ask you to watch over them and help us as parents to be the gatekeepers of our kids' lives. In Jesus' name we pray.